Hello everyone and welcome to the Mike Armstrong podcast show uh, this afternoon. I'm joined by Daryl Irwin of Creation and uh, we uh, met uh, probably about a year ago now, uh, Intrabiz uh, Networking and uh, Daryl's from the southwest of England but he covers Wales as well and I'm looking forward to having a chat with him about his business. How are you doing today Daryl, you okay? Yeah good, thanks Mike for having me on. Uh, privilege? No problem, no problem. It's uh, Lots of my network uh, eventually getting on my podcast. So nice to get you on. Yeah. And, uh, I, I usually start by uh, asking people how have they uh, gone in the lockdown? You know, obviously uh, it's a tough time for some businesses, great time to be creative for others. How has it been for you? I think the thing that we did probably more than maybe a lot of businesses were, and I think we had a good outlet, was the online marketing side of stuff. I mean, uh, intra-biz that we're part of, flip the model to be online and I think that really helped us um, and then literally just being present at every event really creates momentum where a lot of people are looking for where the next lead would come from it's been really good for us you know just showing up getting the education education and being inspired but also just connecting with people that chat that chat bit on the zoom um, a lot of conversations happen while the room is going on um, has produced a lot of leads for us. So we've won quite a few clients now as a result of IntroBiz and, and going for that journey. Yeah, good. Good. Well, obviously, you know, you do um, websites and web designs and also uh, web marketing once you've worked out people's mission, vision, and values. So, yeah. you know, and got their branding right. And obviously, there's a lot of businesses at the moment switching to online or enhancing their online offering, etc. So obviously now is a good time for people in your sector, you know. Yeah, I think the, the, the thing with the lockdown is you've got a lot of people to reflect. Um, you know, people, some people have been furloughed, business owners were having a bit more time to think than they normally would. And I think it just got people to realise about alignment. I think well, the big thing for us is if you're, if you're misaligned in terms of your mission, it will eventually begin to creep out in your work. And so this reflection or this reflective time begins to get CEOs, business owners say, hang on a minute, the company that I'm trying to build, what I've currently got right now doesn't quite look like what I envisage. And this ability to look at your mission, vision and values allows you to go back there and say, well, what is it I'm missing? And nearly 99.9% is, is there's a misalignment, as in their life's purpose and their business are, are slightly at odds with one another. And it's beginning to reset and refocus. And I think if you can get your mission, vision and values all aligned to you as an individual, it makes it life a lot better when you're trying to engage audiences and the type of people that you want to work with. You know, you don't want to be, you don't want to get loads of clients that you don't want to work with because that's not great for anyone. No, no, exactly. So, uh, yeah, so, um, so yeah, so you do a, a mission, vision and values um, challenge, don't you? Or a... Yeah, yeah. So we're looking to run... We run in the challenge the first full week of every month. So, for instance, in July, it's from the 6th to the 10th of July. Um, if you go to mvvchallenge.com, you can sign up and it's completely free. Um, it's, you know, essentially an hour session each time where I give you a whole load of content, share a little bit about my journey and how I was in the same place as many CEOs and business owners and to some extent even successful people where you'll get to, a, get to a position in your business or a position in your career. And although on paper everything looks great, there's, there's misalignment there. So we just help people realign themselves, 
whether it's a leadership position or whether it's a business owner um, through a Facebook challenge. So if you sign up there, you'll be invited to a Facebook group and then the, the, the teaching literally will be, you know, five days next week. Yeah, and um, you know, I, I, it's something I would highly recommend people to do. Uh, myself, I haven't been on the challenge. I would have gone on the challenge, but I went onto a podcast uh, at the beginning of lockdown, which gave me the same sort of process. Yeah, right. It got me aligned with my mission, my vision, my values, and I pivoted during the lockdown, as a lot of businesses have. But what I realised is, I was helping people with their sales and their marketing and that sort of thing, which is something. I always wanted to do and, and, and still will do, but I, I realized I had a bigger mission than that and I had bigger sort of visions and values, if you like, um, mm -hmm. which was I always wanted to become a global speaker. And so I pivoted to sort of work towards that goal, still, you know, getting the bread and butter clients in where, where needed to help them with their sales and marketing, but concentrate on how I can leverage you know, my contacts, my connections and whatever to get into a space I've always wanted to get into, but hadn't quite, you know, developed that journey towards. So so what you do for businesses, I, I've done myself through another vehicle, if you like, you know, you're a yeah. vehicle to get people to think about that. And I, it's definitely a great thing to do because I've been going in business for eight years, you yeah. know, coming up to nine years now, you know, begin the lockdown eight and a half years. And, and like you say, you know, sometimes... You start a business, you have plans, goals, dreams, you get busy in the business and sometimes you forget where you're going or which direction you're going. You have to recalculate or recalibrate, you know, reassess and, and, and decide actually where am I going? What am I trying to do? And therefore, what are the messages I need to put out there to the world in order to achieve those things I'm trying to do? Yeah, I, I made this statement that clarity is currency. And if you've got clarity, which is often knowing your mission, vision and values, it's easier for people to do business with you because they know who you are. They know what you stand for. They know what you're about. And they also know what they're going to get in working with you. And I think if you're not clear, then that's where you'll struggle in terms of engaging new clients because it's like saying, who's your target audience? Everybody in the world. Well, no, it isn't. You haven't got enough money to advertise to everybody in the world. And so when you have that conversation, actually, I want to help CEOs or entrepreneurs it begins to shift the conversation and say, well, an entrepreneur is very different from a business owner. So they think very differently. So if you're going to work with entrepreneurs, you need to know how entrepreneurs think. And so it begins to then help you undergird and enhance what you're offering for the audience you're trying to serve. The thing I say is that a service industry has the word serve in it. And we're here to serve our clients in the best way we possibly can. But if you don't know what you can offer, are you really servicing them in the best way you can? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so and clarity is key because, like you say, you know, we both do a lot of networking, and sometimes people they don't know who they're targeting because they can target everybody. They say yeah. everybody, but you know, not, not everyone, uh, you know, is their best client. So it's about narrowing, you know, that everybody to okay, well, you can service everybody, but who are the people who really need you? And yeah. Uh, one of the, the, the solutions and the, the problems you're solving, you know, what, you know, for, for those people, the best, the best people, because that's where your true value lies. If you like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so, what, what's the background? What, what got you into sort of, uh, you know, branding, web design, marketing, and all that? Where, where, where did the journey start, and how you got here now? Like, huh? 
Yeah, so, so it's, it's a bit of a long story, but I think we got time. So essentially, I was at school. I wanted to be a footballer. That was that's all I was focused on. So my coursework was fantastic. But around the exam time, it was also when I was really into football. So I spent a lot of time playing football, wanting to be the next Ian Rush or John Barnes. or you know That was my team back then, Liverpool. And one of our uh, teacher was a guy called Mr. Ellis. And uh, he would talk about using your art and making it, you know, monetizing it in a way. And I was good at art. And um, he said, well, if you thought about graphic design, as a, as a, and I had never heard of this job. And uh, so I've done a bit of research and stuff like that. And eventually, I left school and went to college and um, doing design and communication. Um, one thing I did do, which is a little bit different from other people, is I did a year's work experience before I went into education. Because I knew a lot of people who were older than me trying to get work from doing a degree or HND. Couldn't because I didn't have any work experience. So I did the year's worth of work experience. Went through four years. Um, I did an HND. I was going to get a degree, which is only another year, and I was advised your portfolio will get you a job, plus you have the work experience. My first interview, I got a job, so I didn't look back. Um, and that was working in a sort of large format printing company, doing advertising. And then after six months, I was uh, headhunted and ended up working for an advertising agency. I did that for three years, and then I, the business owner, one business owner bought the other one out. and. Um, we looked at the figures and I just felt that chances for growth were quite limited because they're under a lot of cash pressure. So I said, look, no problem. I'll see what's out there. Applied for a job, got it straight away. Um, and essentially had three and a half years really doing well, playing at the top of my game, award winning, working with like Levi's, Stella Artois, uh, Stella Scream, which is their movie, sort of like Arm of the Business teachers so a lot of like big well-known household brands um, virgin holidays for example and then in the midst of that there was still this sort of like nagging doubt in my head is if this what i really want and so um, i was looking to move to london and i was about a week away from moving to london and i started dating a girl and she literally just asked the question you know is this what you really want in life and i kind of looked at it and i thought i've got everything i want on paper but the manner and the type of clients I'm working with just don't fit. I begin to look back and you know, work with lots of alcohol companies, lots of cigarette companies, and I just thought, this isn't what I want to use my skills and talents for. So amazingly, that conversation then turned into, well, what more can we do out of life? And it just shifted my whole life around. And so I turned the opportunity down to work in London. I ended up going, and both of us were not churchgoers, but we ended up going to church together and essentially building a life of faith and doing stuff a bit more on purpose, which meant us to like do mission trips and stuff like that. And in doing that, I was doing freelance work for lots of companies in the financial industry. Some people joke and say, well, the finances are just as bad as the cigarette companies. But anyway, um, so, so we did that. And, uh, and then what happened is the church that I was part of, they had a very small team of graphic designers and I turned them into a creative agency to bring in extra funds into the charity. So a lot of young people wanted to use graphic design as a tool. I was doing loads of freelance work. And I thought, well, let's, let's help them. And long story short, nine years later, we'd grown an agency that was doing business outside of the charity, bringing money in, um, and being told by the Charity Commission, love your entrepreneurial spirit, but 
you're going to have to either slow this down, stop it, or buy it out and take it out of the charity. So 2016, we took the department out and essentially rebirthed Creation, which is the agency, um, with the guys given a choice whether they want to stay in the charity and just like manage the charity's needs or carry on building what we set out to build. And pretty much most of the team decided to come across. Um, there was a small team left behind, which is fine, and they were good. But, you know, I was then building a creative agency built on the right mission, vision, and values. So now I had alignment. Um, and, you know, we're sort of like in year four now, and we're, we're doing great, you know, and we, we, we're attracting the right type of clients. I would say the clients we work with now, are every single person, without exception, are clients we want to work with. Um, I think everyone has that, that, that client, when the phone rings, their heart drops. No, generally, everyone we work with, we want to work with. And so basically, I ended up going full circle, but my, my mission, vision, and values were now in the right place. So now it's about using my skills and talents to help people, you know, rather than, if you like, ending people's lives, I kind of celebrate people's lives. And that really came to me most when I was doing a mission trip in, in uh, Romania, stood on top of a bus handing out aid, and the penny dropped. I could use my talents to further good. So that's where we're at, really. We're building an agency on purpose, and we want to make it big. We're doing a lot of research and development type projects to shake up the industry and help more entrepreneurs get going quicker through brand automation. But the heart behind it is if we can make more money, it allows us to give more and, and impact more people. Yeah, okay. So um, do, you have, um, do you still help that charity? Do you, do you have plans to, to build your own charitable foundation? So the charity, the charity we came out of carried on working. So we were a department within a charity. They carried on doing their thing. At the heart, there are the sort of, there's a school, there's a church, there's a, a, a Bible college, the whole load of stuff. And they carried on. They, they're based in Bristol and they're based in Houston. Um, so, you know, they, they're carrying on with their mission and growing. Plans for us, um, absolutely. We're, we're looking at what, what, what is next. Funnily enough, we're part of another church in Newport. So the other side of the bridge. Um, and they do, they've been absolutely busy in terms of um, sort of like handing out aid and all that sort of stuff like food banks and stuff. And yeah, I think long term we will set something up ourselves, um, you know, doing a similar thing. But obviously I want to get the businesses, everything set up first before I sort of focus on that other, other stream. Because, you know, when you start helping people, you need to be about, you know. Yeah, 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 definitely. There's a lot of charities that uh, that do need the sort of skills and the services that you can provide. So, uh, you know, I think um, I think what would work well for you actually would be developing like uh, an online revenue d d donating platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charities, like you know, so uh, that would be something that I think would work well for you because uh, you could build, you know, something which worked well. Uh, off the shelf, if you like, which you can implement to lots of charities and say, listen, I'll donate you this platform. It'll help you to, uh, you know, create, uh, it's got all the right systems and processes in place to, to get that fundraising, like, you know, especially with the shift to uh, more online fundraising because you can't get out and do the, the real world events and stuff. Yeah, I think, you know, the thing is, having been in the charity and understanding the pressures that come with it, um, yeah, they're completely uneducated in the areas of brands and I think if just telling them what they do and the impact they make will make a significant difference to a lot of people so you know we we've never left charities behind if that makes sense we we we're working with a few charities now 
Um, we still we do a lot of work for schools in the education sector. Again, you know, the impact that you can give to a school impacts the community. Yeah. So you know, we've worked with a school that was on its knees in terms of bad Ofsted, you know, parenting uproar, to helping the business manager turn the school around in terms of its communications and making it such a good school that it became an academy and now is planted in, like, they're planting a satellite school in another secondary school, it's a primary school, um, which is really successful. So we love that journey because as a result of that working, a community is being blessed and they're benefiting. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, um, yeah, we covered the lockdown. We covered sort of what, what led you to, to where you're at now. Um, yeah. What's the, the, the big plans? Well, you know, you're looking to um, set up different locations around the, uh, the country or the world or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the big plan at the moment, we're going through a process of a big writing process. And um, we've built a minimum viable product that is aimed at entrepreneurs and startups. And the idea is, is that they answer a series of questions about their business. And by the end of answering those questions, which take maybe 15 to 20 minutes, all the things they need to launch a brand have been completed. So essentially what you're doing is you're answering questions that the machine that you're answering questions to has now built your complete brand. And when we talk about brand, that's your mission, vision and values. And then all the branding assets like flyers, pop-up stands, brochures, um, stationery, literally in the time it takes you to answer the questions. And at the moment, it's uh, on a place called genesisbrands.co.uk. And uh, we're now literally bid writing to get some significant investment in to take it to the next level because we want to automate blog writing. We want to automate video editing. And the purpose is, is to help entrepreneurs punch way above their weight from now. You know, in times like this where there's you know, people being laid off left, right and center, I think it's getting people to realize, hang on a minute, do I really want to, Either I want to work on purpose for an organization that I believe in, or if I can't find that, I want to do it myself. So we're removing that barrier for people to get up and running fairly quickly um, because obviously time and talent is what you pay for designers, and that can be expensive. So we're now removing that by asking the right questions and then automating the process to get them, a, you know, if you like, a brand out of a box to get them going. And then when the business is successful, then they can look at you know investing in the more bespoke stuff afterwards. So that, that's, that's the plans. That then will take us global. You know, and we do, you know, I, I smile when I see the Golden Gate Bridge behind you. Been to San Francisco, been to Alcatraz. Not, I wasn't quite in jail, but I visited. Um, <laughs> but, you know, our heart is actually, yeah, we want, we want to be around the world. And the more offices and the more impact and influence we have around the world, the more we can give back. So that's, that's ultimately the vision, yeah. Yeah, good, good. Okay, that's brilliant. So, um, other than um, obviously pivoting and being busy during the lockdown period, is there a particular, I don't know, new technology or new innovation or something that you get into at the moment? Because I know with marketing and, and, and digital and all that, there's always new things coming and that, you know, my, my new toy at the moment is, is the podcast and probably the simultaneous zoom podcast youtube video because i must be into efficiency in that is there yeah. something you're toying around with or playing around with at the moment that, that is yeah 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 we, one of the things one of the things we're looking at, at the moment is um social media posts are quite static you know they're all images or a video now to do video with social media takes a lot of time um and so what we're doing is a thing adobe have now seems to have invested in a bit more than normal called adobe spark 
Um, and Adobe Spark is giving you the ability to put social media posts together, but they've got lots of animations and stuff in that you can all create off your phone. So like if you were creating a post, normally it's you put the text in and it adds a background in, whereas Adobe Spark allows you to brand it, put your own logo in, put your own font in, put your own messaging in. Um, and that is looking really interesting. So we've already began playing with it. Um, we are looking to evolve our brand over the next uh, you know, few months. Uh, we've got like a slightly different logo than we've got now. Um, and so we're going to look to bring the Adobe Spark stuff so you'll see our posts begin to change. And I think for entrepreneurs and startups looking to get a bit more attention in the, in the social media space, yes, it's about content. Yes, it's about text and hashtags and all that. But we're still visual. And so I think this Adobe Spark is a, a very neat way to access tools, which would normally cost you a fortune to pay someone to do at your fingertips. So that, you know, for a tip, um, I think, have a look at it. Yeah, well, I actually myself um, use Canva for quite a lot of stuff. And I noticed yeah. Canva started doing a bit more animation, interactive um, templates for some, of their, um, for some of their social media, you know, templates. You know, so it's so not quite what you talked about with the linking together, but there's, um, yeah, lots more animation going on. And, and you know, it's, it's that, it's that um, you know, trying to make something come to life and be yeah. a, you know, be interactive rather than just flat and static, like, you know? Yeah, so I think for me, uh, the, the, the premise is it's all about catching attention. You know, how, how do you stop the scroll? So stuff moving, stuff playing can stop the scroll. You know, clever headlines and stuff like that, marketing principles are absolutely there. But it's just another platform. And I think, you know, the great thing with Canva, Canva have proven that there is a market for startups, entrepreneurs doing their stuff. I think they were just valued recently at 3.2 billion. Um, you know, what we're trying to do, in a sense, is automating the Canva process. Yeah. So, you know, that, so if I'm valued in five years' time, Mike, at 3.2 billion, um, that would be very happy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. You know, Canva's done it. You know, um, what's his face? Um, Fisterprint done it with the business cards and and stuff. You know, um, there there are always you know people who are willing to um, spend a bit of time and have got a bit of a design or creative flair like to play around with those sort of things. But there are plenty of people who just haven't got the time, they haven't got the inclination, and they just need the things to be created for them. Yeah, it's literally, I think the insights, the insights of, you know, certainly being an entrepreneur myself, the insights are, what are the behaviours? How do you make it easier for someone? And I think, you know, if you look five, ten years ago, you know, we were just getting used to even social media, you know, um, video conferencing calls now with multiple people in the room in Zoom. Crisis obviously breeds innovation. And I think that's, that's probably the best thing that's come out of this. Yes, there's been a lot of pain and a lot of heartache through the situation. But on the flip side of that, it's allowed us to innovate. It's allowed us to think differently. It's allowed us to do the things we never questioned. I mean, you know, for instance, online networking seems really obvious now, doesn't it? But at the time it's like, oh, how's this gonna work? But now it's an absolutely brilliant tool. It saves me jumping in the car, driving 60 miles or whatever, driving 60 miles back. And it's also helped in terms of prospecting and engaging clients and you know, doing podcasts like this. So I, you know, change happens, and I think you know as long as you've got your eye on innovation, I think crisis often breeds some tremendous stuff, you know. And I think you know, even you doing your podcast, Mike, 
it's great. You know, you're now bringing, building a whole library of interviews and insights, which, you know, maybe before you never even thought about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. I actually was building that type of catalogue, if you like, but I was building it um, via web content and that sort of thing. And, and actually audio and video, obviously, it's been around for a while. Um, podcasting, not so much so, but video for, for a while. But I, I was slow to the uptake with video, really, just getting comfortable in, yeah. in recording, etc. because I'm quite animated and I'm a people person. I sometimes need that person to bounce off, if you like, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's why I like the, the podcast joint interviews because they're chats, you know what I mean? So they yeah. are, they're one-on-one chats. And, and now I'm filling up my YouTube with plenty of content, but it's chats. It's, it's, one on, it's that one-on-one what I specialize in. So it's conversations yeah. that I've been having all my life with people, you know? Yeah, that's it. Exactly. And you, you, you know, the great thing about it is you, you get your personality across and, you know, you can, you talk. But, you know, it's been really, really good, Mike, you know, the conversation we had today. I'd love to come back uh, when I've got a little bit more time as well. But, um, you know, privileged to be on your show. Yeah, well, uh, thanks for uh, coming on. And, uh, yeah, nice to uh, have you. I know you've got to shoot off to something else now. So um, pretty much nothing else left for me to say other than just to have a great day. I know I yeah. will. And thanks very much for listening.